This is Method Not Magic, the college admission and test preparation podcast. Hi, this is Ryan Blodgett, senior tutor at Marks Education, and I'm talking today to Nifin Sani, managing director at Marks Education. We're going to be talking about the AP literature test. So, Nifin, for a lot of tests, we suggest students take a baseline before they get started prepping for the test specifically. Does this apply to the AP literature test? Great question, Ryan. Thanks for asking. So, on AP Classroom, there are some practice tests available, and there are a couple of tests available, Available uh, the 2004 test and the 2012 test that you can get by Googling the tests online. Uh, so yeah, if you can obtain uh, those two tests and other tests on AP Classroom, sure, you could take a baseline test. But it's not strictly necessary to take a baseline test in order to begin preparing for the AP. Oh, that makes sense. I know for some classes, some APs, the, the there's a lot of really complex material. You have to start studying for the AP test pretty early. Some of them are more skills-based. So if you're in a good class, not until later on. Where does AP literature fall in that? When, when should someone start studying for the AP test? Right. Great question. So it's not exactly like history where there's a lot of content knowledge to be prepped, but you definitely want to read some books from the 1800s, at least one if you can, and the more the better. So the answer to your question, when should you begin preparing is as early as possible, you should be reading widely. One or two books from the 1800s would be a must, uh, if possible, some Shakespeare or someone from that same era, poetry and plays from Shakespeare would be helpful. Um, so to to follow up on that, I know some students feel like they just don't have the reading ability for that kind of reading. They think, you know, I'm just going to have a really hard time understanding at all if I try to read something from the 1800s. Uh, what would you say to a student with that kind of a perspective? Like, what should their approach be? Watch a movie. Now, I don't mean to sound uh, <laughs> overly simplistic, but that's the answer. Watch a movie. So most of the classics uh, written in the 1800s by Jane Austen or Charles Dickens have been made into movies. Pride and Prejudice is, is a very good example. There have been, I think, eight, maybe nine movies made on that book. So watch a movie, watch a recent version of the book, and then a recent movie version of the book, and then read the book. And it'll make the book a lot easier. But ultimately, you do have to read, but definitely watch a movie before you read the book. Oh, that makes sense to me. Um, and how, how about for students that maybe the problem isn't necessarily ability? Maybe it's just they haven't been keeping up with the course. Uh, they you know, haven't been following the course material or doing everything. Or maybe they're planning on taking the AP test, but they're not in a class that's geared towards the test. Uh, what kinds of things should a, a student in that situation look to? Right. So they can definitely access, as I said, the two AP tests, the 2004 and the 2012, by Googling them. They can find those tests online. They can also find SAT subject tests in literature by Googling them. You can find a couple online, and those give you good multiple-choice practice for the AP literature exam. Um, They can also do SAT 
passages. But yet the multiple choice part of the AP literature exam is just reading comp passages from prose and poetry from the Renaissance on. So if you can do the older passages from an SAT or even the prose fiction passages from an SAT, that's great practice. So that gives you at least one passage per SAT, probably two on most SATs because most SATs will have an older passage. And those are excellent practice for the AP literature exam. And and for the multiple choice, is there any kind of strategy students should be keeping in mind for how to approach it, or is it just work straight through? Guess C every time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, of course, if you're running out of time and you have no time left, you should bubble in a letter and you can pick your favorite letter. But yeah, um, for the multiple choice, you should definitely find the easier passages first because you have only 55 minutes for the multiple choice part of the test, and then you have 40 minutes for for each of the essays. But going back to the multiple choice, you have 55 minutes for the multiple choice, you have six, maybe seven passages, and you want to maximize your time on the passages that you find easiest. So most people will find the 20th century passages easier than the passages from the 1800s. So do those passages first, at least look around, find the easiest passages for you. In most cases, they will be the passages from the 1900s and do those before you do the passages from the 1800s and the 1700s and the 1600s. Okay, so uh, jumping around a lot. And so I know in most years, it's really easy for students to be able to jump around. They can just skip to the next page, leave some empty spaces on their bubble answer doc. Um, Is there anything different about this year in particular in 2021 for people taking the digital version of the AP literature test? That's a wonderful question. And in general, unless you have a really hard time writing by hand, I would recommend taking the Uh, the paper version. Of course, the disadvantage of the paper version is that you have to write by hand. You have to write all those essays by hand and your hand will be tired uh, by the time you're done. But going back to your initial question, so Ryan, your question was, what's different about the digital version this year? And the biggest difference is that you can't skip around. So you can't find those easier passages if they are the third passage and do those passages first before you do the first passage. You have to do the first passage, then do the second passage. And it's entirely possible that the first passage is from the 1700s. They're not necessarily chronological. So what do you do? Well, if you're stuck with a a digital test or if you're taking the digital test, then and you have a passage from the 1700s first, which you are having a hard time with, find the easier questions on that passage. Try to make sure you get those right. There might be some parts of that poem or that prose passage that you do understand. Go with your best guess on the others and pace yourself. Don't spend too long in that passage. Remember that there will be at least two passages from the 1900s that are going to come. So save your time for those and make sure you can do really well on those. Make sure you have enough time to do well on those passages. And I imagine being able to do some practice multiple choice ahead of time to really know how you were for timing to know if you need to skip and take your best guess on one of the harder passages could be really valuable. Absolutely. It's so important to practice the multiple choice passages available online because that tells you what your strengths are. You'll find easy passages like um, on the 1999 test, there's a passage on the Vietnam Veteran War Memorial. There's a poem written in the 
think it's the 1960s or 70s. And it's a really not a very challenging poem, which most of my students can do very quickly. And you'll find uh, passages from from uh, from the 1600s, like a Shakespeare sonnet, perhaps, which is just really hard. So if you practice these online, you'll find what's easy for you. You'll find what's hard for you. And you'll be able to see that you're best off making sure that you get most of the questions correct on the easier passages. And that poem, by the way, is called Facing It. And it's by, I think, Yusuf. Ryan, you might remember this. Yusuf Kamenyoka, something like that. I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure everyone will be eager to Google it. Um, <laughs> okay. So that that definitely seems helpful for the multiple choice. Um, how about for the essay section? Um, what should students be doing to practice for that other than, I assume, just doing a bunch of essays? Yeah, doing a bunch of essays is the best practice. So there are three essays on the AP literature exam. The first one is based on a poem, and you're, you're analyzing the poem you're answering, answering a question that's asking you to analyze a poem and look for literary devices in the poem that are used to advance a particular um, particular point. The second one is always a prose passage, which again, you're doing a literary analysis of. And the last one is an open-ended essay where you, um, you analyze, you answer a question, an open-ended question, such as say, um, a protagonist who is torn uh, by two equally important and compelling impulses. Um, and you're supposed to use a text, a, a text in the canon, to answer that question. So again, three essay questions, one based on a poem, one on a prose passage, and the last one is open-ended. Um, you have 40 minutes for each of those for a total of two hours. So you have to write a lot. Um, you do want to be organized and uh, you want to have an introduction, but it may not always be possible for you to have a full conclusion, especially if you're running out of time. Uh, there's a lot of things that are important. It's not really that important to have the finest handwriting. It is important to write a lot. And it can be helpful to write big because when you write big, it's readable even if you're writing very quickly. If you are taking the essay, the test on on paper, please do practice um, writing at least a few essays. Hopefully you've done some of these timed writing assignments in class. And if not, definitely find some of the free response essays online. The College Board has essay prompts all the way from 1999, I think. So there's at least 20 years worth of free response essay prompts. And so if you have the time, please do practice some of these. And I've seen on that College Board uh, website, there's also example answers for most of those essays, and a lot of them have grading and analysis. Would you say students should be using that a lot for whenever they're working on these essays? Thank you. That's fantastic, Ryan. Yes. The biggest help that you have is those sample responses. The College Board will give you essays that got an eight or a nine. So each essay is scored out of a total possible score of nine. They'll give you essays that got an eight or a nine, essays that got a six or a seven, and essays that got a a four, five, or six. Three categories for each essay question that's appeared in the last few years, or well, most essay questions that have appeared in the last few years. 
the more you read the strong essays, the better you understand exactly what the college board is looking for, for each of the three essays. So definitely read a poem, at least um, for a few essays. If you can't write the essays, read the poem, read the prose passage, plan your essay out, and then read the sample essays to see how the best essays, the ones that get the highest scores, how they responded to that question. It's enormously mm-hmm. helpful. All right. So I think I just have one last question. So I've seen from some sources that there are long lists of advanced vocab for the AP lit test, some um, hard words like enjambment and synecdity and things like that. How important is it for students to uh, memorize all these terms for the AP? It's not. So you definitely benefit from knowing simple literary devices that you've heard about if you've been reading terms like metaphor and um, rhyme. And um, it certainly helps to know diction and simile and imagery. But even with those, you can find a lot in every prose passage, in every poem. And if you know a little bit more like free verse and slant verse, or um, there's, that's plenty. Now, of course, the more terms you know, the better. It's not going to hurt you to know what enjampment is and what synecdoche is. But very often when you try to find the hardest uh, literary devices, it takes too much time. And Time is your biggest resource or is your most finite resource. You've had very little time on the AP Lit exam and you have to write quickly. So it's much better to master, say, five to 10 literary devices and practice finding those on every poem, every prose passage, than to try to memorize 50 or even 30. It's not going to be helpful. That's definitely a relief. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to me about the AP Lit Test, Nathan. I hope this was helpful for everyone listening. And if anyone has any more questions or feels like they could use more help, uh, definitely reach out to us at Mark's Education. We'd be happy to help. Thanks, Ryan. Great talking to you.